Come on. Strong, the powerful Beverly Harzog has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Beverly. Thank you so much for having me, George. Yeah, it's always great to talk with you. Beverly is a credit card and consumer finance expert with U.S. News and World Report. She's a frequent contributor to many other outlets as well. She's a best-selling author many times over. And Again, back on Money Savage. Beverly, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. I uh, live in the suburbs of Atlanta. I'm actually a native, although I did live in Connecticut for a couple of years. Uh, I just like the warm weather, you know. I have two kids. They're grown. I have a little dog, uh, Maltese. His name is Marshall, and he's very emotionally needy. (laughs) And one of the reasons – I just had to throw that in. One of the reasons I do what I do is because when I was young, I got into terrible, terrible credit card debt, uh, and I was actually a CPA, and you would think I, I you know, would have had the skills to stay out of debt, but personal finance is very different, and it's not intuitive. So I wanted to you know, uh, write books and write uh, articles and columns and help people avoid the mistakes that I made when I was young. Yes. Well, amen there, right? Physician heal thyself, as, as, as the saying goes. <laughs> so did, did you know the dog was emotionally needy, like, before you got it? <laughs> tell, me, tell me a little more about that. Uh, I am actually allergic to dogs, but I love dogs. It's just sort of a a cruel joke the universe threw at me. Mm So uh, Maltese dogs are, you know, there's no dog that's totally hypoallergenic, but they're pretty good. They're small, they don't shed much dander, and they also don't shed their hair. So uh, I picked it based on breed, honestly, so I could actually have a dog. And uh, no, I had no idea it would be this needy little thing, but so cute. So... (laughs) Very well. I don't mind most so, of the time. So, so, so the dog gets to stay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we've got we've got a lot of topics to cover today, and I don't know that if there's a really great way to smoothly transition in between them. Um, <laughs> so why don't we why don't we talk about what's what's really top of mind for you right now? Okay, well, right now, you know, we've got um, a new administration, and now we're talking about stimulus checks again. Now, some people have gotten uh, a $600 check, you know, recently, but there's still talk of getting the full 2000 that have been discussed right before the election. So I'm keeping my eye on that. <clears throat> and one thing I want consumers to be aware of is, you know, if you do get that extra check, and hopefully you will, you know, whether it's an extra $1,400 or they settle on, on something less than the entire 2000 uh, you know, be very smart about this and, you know, put that check where you need it the most. And yes, it's a stimulus check, which, you know, but don't feel pressured into going shopping with this check. I mean, if you just pay your bills, you're still helping the economy. So just, just keep that in mind. You know, I've had some people say to me, oh, but I'm supposed to spend this and stimulate the economy. Well, the most important thing is to <laughs> to take care of your bills, you know, keep your house, keep your car, right. uh, keep the lights on. So, you know, be sure you cover all that. And as you pay your own bills and, you you know, you're also helping the companies who, you know, uh, you know, who give you electricity or the mortgage lenders, they all need to be paid too. So you are helping the economy maybe in a more roundabout way, but, you know, it still works. I'm not supposed to give it all directly to Jeff Bezos. Okay. I got it. <laughs> no. 
I'll just sign it over to to uh, to, to, to to Amazon and 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 send it his way. That's an interesting psychological thing that that I certainly would never have have thought. Okay, I've I've received a stimulus check, and now I'm just supposed to to consume frivolous frivol, <laughs> right. frivolous frivolously. Not that it's frivolous. right. It, right. It's it's not your duty to go shopping on Amazon with your stimulus check. I mean, yeah, treat yourself a little bit if you can, based on what you can afford. You know, I always believe in you know treating yourself a little bit as long as it's a budgeted splurge, okay, and you can afford it. But yeah, take care of um, everything going on in your own home <laughs> before you go spending it elsewhere. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. The whole the whole conversation is has been fascinating. I think that some people have been I don't want to say offended, but sort of sort of turned off by the fact that it's six hundred dollars and i I don't even remember what the first round was it seems like such a long time ago beverly do you remember what the first amount was of 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 the original stimulus mm -hmm, yes uh george it was twelve hundred dollars okay yes and so they you know there was so much going on in washington trying to, to make a deal with this and uh, they originally settled on 600, and then Trump said, "How about 2,000?" And so we're just still in that round of discussions because we had an election, and so now we've got new people in different positions uh, now trying to make this work for consumers. So we just have to wait and see. But you know, for consumers, I'm hoping for the additional 1,400. Let's say you already got 600. If you get an additional 1,400, that gives you 2,000. So. Uh, hoping for that, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And one of those classic lines was always, you know, a good chunk of Americans didn't have $500 in cash in case of an emergency, mm-hmm. or it was $400 in cash in case of an emergency. So certainly mm-hmm. $600, I think that people would rather have that than not. So I guess we don't need to make judgments on mm-hmm. onto, uh, onto the amount. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, be be happy with what you get, but if you get more, you know, that's always a good thing. That is always a good thing. So I I, I know that you spend a lot of time looking at the world of credit cards, and mm-hmm. um, tell me a little bit about how credit card issuers have been behaving and what's sort of the, the state of play right now. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, um, credit card issuers last year, when people were going through their worst times financially, they really stepped up to the plate. Of course, there was some legislation that helped them make that decision, the CARES Act. Uh, but still, you know, I began to see uh, credit card issuers, you know, um, offer hardship programs to consumers who needed it. Um, and I think that they did a pretty good job um, doing that at the time. And one thing that I saw, which uh, I, I thought was really fascinating, was, you know, uh, credit cards like elite credit cards, you know, travel rewards cards, you know, cards like that, began offering um, the types of rewards that would help you make it through the pandemic. For example, you know, uh, uh, getting uh, a percent for streaming, okay, um, or getting uh, like free delivery on DoorDash, uh, you know, things that we can use while we're at home. So I thought that that was a very interesting transition, and I think that, you know, during this year with the vaccine and people starting to, 
to get back out there and uh, the economy, hopefully sometime this summer, you know, coming back and credit uh, becoming healthy again, the whole industry is what I mean. It's very tight right now, which means it's hard to get approved for a credit card and certainly for a balance transfer card unless you have excellent credit. But I think that's going to um, open up a little bit more by the summer. And I'm starting to see a little bit of signs of that now with some good sign-up bonuses. But um, at U.S. News, we did our best credit card awards uh, last month. And uh, we decided to give a best credit card for the new normal, <laughs> which is uh, I, you know, we wanted to acknowledge a credit card that, hey, they stepped up to the plate because you're at home and, uh, you know, all this. And so uh, the best credit card for that was the Chase Freedom Flex. And uh, it, it just really kind of stepped up and offered uh, cash back on Lyft rides, um, cash back on uh, bonus categories, uh, 5% on bonus categories, uh, 3% on dining and takeout and delivery services and drugstore purchases. They really, really went out out and also had like a nice uh, cash bonus they were offering if you spent a certain amount in the first three months from your account opening. So uh, we wanted to kind of reward somebody for uh, trying to make um, the pandemic life a little more pleasant, <laughs> you know, and I think that we're starting uh, to come out of that, you know, uh, wearing masks, still being safe, you know, but, um, you know, in the meantime, it's nice to know that you can save money on some things that have helped you survive, you know, uh, more time spending at home than anywhere else, certainly in the past year. Yeah, I think that that's great. And credit to Chase for doing that. Um you know, and anytime somebody does good, I always just want to tell them that they're doing mm-hmm. good, right? And no reason Absolutely. to no reason to make a ton yeah. of judgments as to what their motivations are. Exactly. You know, credit card issuers are often, you know, um, uh, criticized. You know, but uh, they're just a company like other companies. Uh, you know, and they're they're not nonprofits. They they are trying to make a profit. Um, but I do applaud, you know, thinking about consumers and the special circumstances this year. And uh, so that's nice to see, you know. Yeah, 100%. Helping people when they're going through difficult times and mm-hmm. helping to manage that and, and helping to manage money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, right there, Beverly, I, I think I almost crafted a, a, a decent transition into, uh, into, your experience, <laughs> into your experience with cancer and obviously going through a, a really, really challenging time and then coming out the other side mm-hmm. and having to deal with medical bills. So would love to, mm-hmm. uh, would, would love to hear that story. Oh, certainly. You know, I um, had um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer almost three years ago now, and I wrote a column for this for U.S. News uh, during uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Awareness Month, which was in October, uh, because I wanted to raise awareness. You know, if women get mammograms, uh, you have a chance of catching it early, and that's really so key to survival. And I was very lucky uh, that, you know, I caught it pretty early. It had not spread, and uh, uh, so I felt very, very grateful for that. But it was quite an ordeal going through all of the procedures to deal with this. I had surgery multiple times, had uh, a MRSA infection from one of the surgeries wow. that kept coming back. It was just, it was awful. I mean, my medical bills were just uh, in excess of 200000 And at that point, 
I quit counting because my insurance had taken over for a while. I just wanted to know. And then I'm like, this is really upsetting to me. <laughs> Thank goodness I had excellent insurance. I've, I'm just so blessed that at the time I had such great insurance. Uh, I had about $5,000 only that I had to uh, you know, pay out of pocket. Wow. Uh, and I had an emergency fund to cover that. So yeah, so I'm, I'm just, um, and that's why I'm, I'm always talking about how important it is to have an emergency fund because, you know, life can come at you fast, both good and bad things. And sometimes when bad things hit, it's expensive also, which makes it even doubly, you know, uh, depressing. So um, you know, I've always had an emergency fund, and that really bailed me out at that time. Uh, but I also, because you know, this, the bills are so high, I also. I decided to take it upon myself to try to reduce some of the bills that I had to pay out of pocket. So I would have had to pay more than five grand. Uh, so I started asking, since I had an emergency fund, I started asking for cash discounts if I would just pay them. <laughs> you know, sure. My copays, my big copays. Uh, or for, for, you know, I had so many extra procedures I had to go through because I also had um, reconstruction. And so that involved several, several surgeries. Um, but, you know, I also, when I wrote this column, you know, I, I wanted to help people deal with medical bills that they couldn't pay. And so th I thought back over what I had done and asking for a cash discount was something that I did. And I also negotiated the cost uh, in, in other ways as well. Um, and another thing that people can do, I didn't have to do this, thank goodness, but this is a suggestion for anybody who can't pay their medical bills. And, you know, it's it's very depressing to be in that situation because it's not of your own making. It's not like you went out and bought 100 pairs of shoes. I mean, this just happened to you, right. you know, but you still have to pay for it. You know, you're still responsible. Uh, you can get a 0% annual percentage rate. Uh, credit card, you know, that has like an intro period for like 12 to 18 months, and that can help you pay it off without paying interest. You know, another option is a care credit card, which you will see offered, <clears throat> excuse me, at your uh, doctor's office. Uh, sometimes as you're checking in, you might see a, a little, uh, you know, advertisement for that. But, you know, um, this is a good idea if you think you can pay it off during the interest free period. But the interest rates are pretty high, you know, in excess of 26% or so. And uh, so you'll have a lot to pay when that 0% rate ends. So you want to be very, very careful about that. Um, another option, too, is getting a debt consolidation loan. Uh, I mentioned that balance transfer cards are kind of difficult to get right now. So if you do end up with medical debt, you might consider a debt consolidation loan. Um, and that's basically a personal loan, but you can consolidate all of your medical debt on that. Uh, and if you've got credit card debt involved with your medical expenses as well, you can transfer that into a loan. Uh, and then you'll get most likely a much lower interest rate than you would if you were using the APR on a credit card. You know, let's say you were out of the intro period. Uh, and you can, you know, compare offers, you know, for personal loans to get the best deal. So, um, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there because, believe me, I do understand how frightening it is to have a uh, a medical crisis, but then to have to pay for it on top of yeah. that, you know, it's it's a very um, difficult thing to go through. Uh, but but you can do it. There are ways to survive this, and so I just wanted to. 
to be sure everybody understood that. And I'm always grateful when people share personal stories of difficulty and hardship. So thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm just paying it forward. A lot of people helped me uh, when I was going through this. And so I'm just paying it forward. Yeah. And I think that there's so many good lessons to be taken from from your story. And it's not not just going through medical um, challenges and dealing with medical bills, which is its own I mean, series of podcasts, but any time that you're dealing with, with creditors, for, for, for lack of a better term, people that you owe money mm-hmm. to, um, I think that, that coaching people to be proactive and upfront and as communicative as possible is probably good advice. Oh, absolutely. And you will be surprised at how much progress you can make negotiating when, with your provider if you're just upfront and you don't put it off. Don't put it off. <laughs> I mean, this is a situation that has to be addressed as soon as possible so it doesn't end up in collections. Mm. And, you know, and, and that, you know, can stay on your credit report for a very long, long time, depending on how much it is and what the specifics are uh, with that. But you want to avoid that before it goes to collections. Is, is the conversation, and there's always going to be nuance, but can it be as simple mm-hmm. as, hey, um, hey, hey, doctor's office X Y Z. I interested in 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 satisfying or taking care of my debt with you, but right now I'm I'm in a bit of a bit of a tricky place. Is there a way that we can reduce the amount that I owe you? I I want to use the term adjustment, Beverly. Um, mm-hmm. is, is is there an adjustment that we can make so that I'm able to to pay off my debt, uh, mm-hmm. but with a little bit less? Absolutely, George. That's a great, great suggestion. Um, yes, if you cannot pay your bill in full, okay, or maybe you're even having you know problems making um, their suggested monthly payment, <laughs> talk to them about what you can and cannot do and tell them you want to pay it off and uh, you're not asking to have the debt wiped free, you understand, you know, that they provided a service. But ask them if, you know, if they can negotiate with you to bring it down a little. Or maybe they can give you an, a low interest rate. So what you're looking for basically is a payment plan to help you pay it off, but without destroying the life you currently have. You still have other bills to pay. And if you have children, then, you know, you've got a lot of expenses, and, uh, you know, and then add to that, you know, um, so many people have lost jobs in the past mm-hmm. year. So, you know, I was fortunate when this happened to me uh, that I was in a good place financially. But for somebody who is not, uh, you know, you really have to um, be ready to step up and negotiate as soon as possible and just let them know that you have good intentions. Yeah. And they will work with you. I mean, they, you know, they um, feel your pain as much as they possibly can. They're health care providers. So don't be afraid to talk to them. I like it. Well, Beverly, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? You know, George, I think that it is really important to have that emergency fund. When I think about uh, the different things we've discussed today and how important it was for me to have an emergency fund, not just during the pandemic, but when I had uh, breast cancer and had all those out-of-pocket expenses. Uh, you know, life is just so unpredictable. It gets really messy sometimes. And do what you can to have a little bit. If you don't have any emergency fund right now, uh, you know, 
don't worry about that. Just think forward, forward thinking. And if you can only put $25 in it today or sometime this week, do that. And just every little step, okay, adds up. So you don't have to think big at first. Just start small and do what you can. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Beverly, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, I write a weekly column for U.S. News and World Report. So uh, usnews.com and just click on the Monday channel and you'll find me. Perfect. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Beverly your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to usnews.com, check out the Money Channel, click on the Money Channel, and you will find all of Beverly's work. Thanks again, Beverly. Thank you. Bye-bye. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.